Welcome to the High Impact Man podcast. High impact men from across the nation sharing their stories of inspiration, encouragement, and hope to help others become the virtuous leaders they are called to be and that our nation desperately needs. All right, welcome to this episode of the High Impact Man podcast. I'm your host, uh, Nevin Gorky, known as D-Fib in the gloom with my F3 brothers. And I'm joined here by my co-host, Troy Klinger, otherwise known as Dial-Up in the gloom. Dial-Up, how you feeling? I'm feeling good. This uh, this week's been a lot better than last week, so. Yeah, you were a little uh, feeling a little under the weather last week, weren't you? Uh, yes, I was, but feeling much better. And uh, can you believe the uh, day is here? I know, I know. It's 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 finally arrived, right? Uh, the the vision that was the podcast is coming to fruition. Yeah, the vision of your wife, right? She told you that you should do this, and here we are. Yeah, yeah. Actually, my wife has uh, gotten me everything that was meaningfully uh, meaningful in my life that I've accomplished. My wife is the one who recommended it. Getting into F three, which uh, for those of you who don't know, is a nationwide movement for uh, for men uh, outdoor um, workouts that are free that with a mission of invigorating male community leadership. You're going to hear a lot about that in our podcast, but she's the one who got me into into F3 when we were in Florida. Uh, she's the one who recommended me start coaching, which led to a long and uh, rewarding coaching uh, career, and uh, she got me involved in starting men's groups with our church years ago, and uh, big stories to that. But anyway, uh, yeah, she, she was driving to work one day, and she was, I didn't even know she was listening to podcasts. She was listening to a podcast, and she calls me up. She goes, you know, you need to start a podcast. Like, well, okay, and uh, here we are. Yeah, here we are, because usually what happens when she gives you these ideas is I come along for the ride with you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, you have no idea that, you know, what's going to happen next. But, uh, yeah, that's exactly right. Dial-Up's been my right-hand man in everything we've done, and, uh, um, and here he is again. So, anyway, uh, what we're trying to do here, uh, for those of you out there in podcast universe, is bring in men to tell their stories. Um, what's really been impressed upon me over the years of – uh, do, leading men's ministry groups and uh, F3 and so forth is just every guy, every guy out there has a story to tell. And uh, I'm talking about, you know, your average guys, your average Joes who are showing up for the beatdowns. We know about the sort of more well-known people out there usually end up as guests on podcasts. And we'll have some of those hopefully as well because they've got great stories to tell. But every guy has a story to tell and we could all learn uh, from those things because uh, there, there's a lot of stuff out there that guys are do- doing, uh, things that they've overcome, uh, obstacles that they've gotten past, uh, things that they struggle with that other men can relate to. And hopefully we can uh, inspire and encourage other men to go on this journey to become virtuous leaders because uh, that's our mission, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, with that said, we'll introduce our guest. So our guest today is John Messner, known as Salty in the Gloom with his brothers in F3, and uh, he's uh, also the music pastor at the church we attend. Uh, I'm going to let him tell you a little bit more about all that, but Salty, just to start off, tell us, how'd you get into F3, who EH'd you, and how'd you get your name? Uh, Yeah, let's see, Uh, I think it was you that EH'd me, probably, at church and such. In passing, we just uh, kept mentioning this group, this workout group, and that I should come out and... I think I kept blowing it off for a while, but eventually I came out for one of the events or something that we did, and I was hooked, and uh, I've been coming ever since. I think it started as a weekly thing. I think I just came for the Saturday beatdowns, and uh, and then next thing I know, I'm showing up on Monday morning for another beatdown, and then a Wednesday thing started, and a Friday thing started, and now 
four days a week and uh, I'm loving it. It's just an awesome, awesome thing. So yeah. And uh, Salty's my name and uh, it was given to me after my first workout. And uh, yeah, it comes from uh, a band I used to be in in high school and uh, ministry. Uh, we were called Saline, so it means to be salt-like. Uh, so Matthew 5.13, you are the salt of the earth. And so the guys just kind of picked up on that. And I, maybe it had to do with my personality a little bit too, but uh, they called <laughs> me they call me salty. Uh, so that's been the thing. So yeah, that's my name and how I got hooked into F3. But uh, yeah, it's been an awesome ride. Yeah, and you've been climbing right up the list of uh, attendees as far as the number of posts for our uh, our group as well. So yeah, that's like right up there amongst uh, the right up amongst the leaderboard. Yeah, it's a good a motivator. So uh, thanks, uh, Dial Up, for for keeping track of all those things. It's a lot of fun to see where everybody's at and hit those milestones. It's just kind of cool. Uh, we get little bricks, little bricks. They're like they're bricks, significant bricks that mark our hundredth post. And uh, man, it's just a cool accomplishment and. Uh, a neat experience to share with those guys to know that you're, you're doing that. I think that's something F3 has given me over this time is that um, it's taught me discipline and uh, just put discipline in my life where I'm waking up uh, earlier in the mornings and making sure I'm getting to bed on time and, uh, and, and making sure I make these workouts uh, consistently and just having consistently consistency in your life is something that I think was lacking in my life. And, uh, and I think that's something that F3 has brought to me and throughout my life. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and we were we were really blessed to have you in the gloom with us. I remember uh, early on uh, when you first joined us, it was a Monday morning. So Monday mornings, we've come to call it Shake and Bake. It's a running AO. And uh, Dial-Up, despite saying he was under the weather last week, still outruns all of us. But anyway, I remember uh, two things. Uh, I was beating Salty then, and I remember telling Dial-Up, you know, it's not going to be long before he's way ahead of me. And sure enough, he's he's way ahead of me now on the runs. But the other thing I remember, I don't know if you remember this, Salty, but we were running together early. We just started the the run. It was We had snow on the ground, and it was, you know, cold because this is the land of the ice and snow. And, and we were running right next to each other, at least in the beginning. And I remember turning to you and saying, do you ever think you'd be doing something like this? And you said, no. Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> this is like my least favorite thing. I know. I grew up in a baseball family. My dad was a high school baseball coach. And so track was like the enemy running. And uh, doing just running for fun. And so I think that was like the, the joke was like, here I am um, waking up early to run for fun. And, uh, <laughs> but it was more than that. I mean, it's about the connections with the guys and you're running, you're suffering together. And there's something special that happens in those moments when you're, you know, you're, you're suffering together. You build uh, a camaraderie that, you, you know, you don't get from normal life. It's just pretty cool. But yeah, I remember that. I remember those early times. I'm like, what am I doing out here? This is. This is totally different for me. Yeah, but, this is insane, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, but we need it. I think guys need it. And I think that's something that we, we've seen uh, with guys that have come out, that they've all acknowledged that, that they've needed this thing in their life. And uh, it's pretty awesome. F3 is a pretty cool thing. Yeah, yeah. And we're, and we're really, like I said, blessed to have you. Um, I'll dial up. I remember we talked about uh, these things a few times, but the guys that we try to EH, some of the guys that show up, it's like, wow, I would never expect that guy to just embrace this like this and even show up. And other guys who we think would just love it and really come out, they just don't want to come. Uh, so you never can really predict which men are going to come out and, and really take advantage of this, can you? No, you can't. And I know the first time Salty came, I was just super excited he was there. And um, I'll be honest, I, I, didn't, I didn't think that it would stick as much and that you'd be coming back. Um, I thought maybe you'd come back, but then to see you, like you said, starting to come twice a week and three times a week and four times a week, that's just been uh, been really awesome to see. And even though 
you know, I've had that connection with, uh, you know, seeing you at, at church and leading worship and, you know, being in, uh, you know, some different groups with you. Um, I feel like I've gotten to know you a lot better, you know, through, through F3 and have de- definitely developed a, a better relationship, I think, with you uh, in that setting. Because there's something to be said about that time when you're just, you're just grinding through a workout together. Yeah. Yeah. It brings out, and, and, and conversations happen that you, you never know would, would come out, you know, and guys are just real and asking about life. And, you know, I, I just think, you know, if you're listening to this, maybe you, you've experienced it, like, who is the guy that just asked me who, how my day's going and honestly takes the time to listen to it. And I think that's something that happens as you're doing pushups together, you know, <laughs> somebody's asking about your week and your, your life and, uh, and remembers from day to day. And one of the cool things that, uh, most F3 workouts end with a circle of trust and, uh, it's where we just kind of share whatever. And it, sometimes it goes deep. Sometimes it's, you know, just, uh, just pray for me in general, but, uh, a lot of stuff comes out of that. And it's really cool to hear what everybody's going through and that you're not alone in this. And I think that's something F3 kind of just shows you and brings out from everybody that you're not alone and, uh, yeah. And you need each other. It's really cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I, you know, the circle of, first of all, what's a push up? Do you know what a push up is? Oh, gee. It's I know what lingo. It. Well, you said EH. Yeah, How yeah, many people yeah. are listening to this know what an EH is? <laughs> They're called Merkins in F3 World Merk. or, or Vibrating Planks if you're with uh, Yeah, if you're me. If the, you're the, with yeah, uh, yeah. the guys always, here. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, w- I want to go back to something that Salty said that I never really thought about. And you, you made the comment about you go to bed earlier now. Mm. And I guess I've never really thought about that change in kind of my lifestyle with joining F3 of, of going to bed earlier. And quite honestly, you... I think probably most of us probably replacing some like dead time that you were just, I don't know about all of you. I'll just speak for myself sitting around, just watching TV, completely pointless, like really not getting any value in life and what I was doing. But, but you do, you go to bed earlier now because you have to get up in the, in the gloom. So I thought that was really interesting when you mentioned that it's it's just one of those things I never really thought about. Yeah. And that's for me, when I try to EH guys, by the way, EH means, uh, emotional headlock. Uh, it just means, you know, inviting guys to come out and experience what we're experiencing. Um, when I, uh, EH guys, the biggest uh, reason that they give me for not wanting to come is because they don't want to wake up early, which I was kind of shocked about. You know, I guess, I guess I'm different. I, I work in surgery and, and uh, I've always been getting up early. So it's been no big, no big deal for me, but that's the biggest obstacle that I can see. I don't know about you guys. When you Sleep's EH a big people, deal. Sleep's yeah. a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you're not getting it. That's right? of things in life. My wife and I put sleeping, good sleep. Yeah. It's up there in the top, top couple. Yeah, yeah. And we brag about how early we get up and do everything. And yet, uh, if I'm home uh, and I'm on the couch, I'm asleep in the middle of the day. So, you know, there is a trade-off, I guess. Got to catch up on the sleep somehow, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, you know, one of the things you mentioned at Circle of Trust uh, mm-hmm. at the end of our workouts, which is, which is one of the five principles that we have to adhere to in F3 is every workout ends in a circle of trust. Um, I had the idea, I don't remember how long ago it was, but I wanted to get to know each guy a little bit better. So I instituted something called get to know the packs. And in our circle of trust, we'd pick a guy and say, Hey, tell us a little bit more about yourself and the cool things you find out about guys uh, that you never knew, even though you've known them maybe for a while um, that the things that come out, not just, you know, struggles, but, one guy I didn't even know he does like sculpting and stuff. I had no idea. G Ray, you know, one of our guys in our packs who does that. But that was what, after my wife suggested that I start a podcast, I thought, what the heck would we do? And that's what came to mind. Just get to know know guys better. Um, you know, we can 
sit here and dial up could sit here and, and I can sit here and talk about a topic all day. And um, most people are not going to listen to that, but they'll listen to guys come on and, and tell their story. So with that, let me ask you this. Um, you kind of told us you grew up with, you know, kind of playing baseball and stuff. Tell them about where did you grow up? What was that like? I grew up not far from where we are now. We're in Danville, Pennsylvania, but uh, I grew up in Sealands Grove, which is right right down the road, rival of Danville in many ways. But uh, yeah, I grew up there and uh, in an awesome home. Uh, parents that were there and poured into my life, and uh, we were we went to church regularly and uh, came to know the Lord early in my life, and even had a band ministry in high school where we preached the gospel and stuff. But um, you know, did sports in high school, basketball, uh, baseball, a little football until I got knocked out. And then I thought that was <laughs> not good for my long-term, uh, long-term, uh, life. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right, we can't let this knocked out thing slide. We got to, we got to yeah, hear yeah, more. We got to hear the story. Oh yeah. man. It was it like well, a glorious touchdown in the end no, zone and like no, a 200 pound no, lineman, like no. just totally destroyed I mean, you. I was on what? punt return and kick return. I was the guy catching the ball. So that was, that was just bad in general, but no, this happened when I was a defensive back, went for a tackle and the rest of the defensive line were tackling the guy the other way towards me. And so that, that didn't end well. And I don't remember much. It was, uh, I think I blacked out for a little bit, ran to the sideline somehow. And uh, that, was, that was a good sign of the, the beginning of the end for, for football for me. I did enjoy it, but it was just, that was that. And, and there was an upperclassman that, that threatened my life for some girlfriend <laughs> thing. And it was, oh. uh, you know, <laughs> the fun high school stuff you go oh, through, you yes. know. Yeah, it was just. I was like, ah, this isn't for me. Yeah, basketball, yeah. baseball, that was my thing. I played baseball in college a little bit. And uh, yeah, so those are sports. But music has always been a big part of my life too. And I got into music early on and uh, just wanted to use it uh, to, to glorify God through that. And I uh, have been blessed with the opportunity to be able to do that. And uh, that's been really cool. Um, so yeah, and now I, I do uh, music at a church and help all the music uh parts that go on there and the worship stuff uh it's just awesome awesome opportunity there um so that's that's been a big part of my life but then uh you know i think uh you invited me on here to talk a little bit about uh, a big change that came on in my life a few years ago is mm-hmm. that uh my wife and i uh we, we've always just kind of had a burden to open our home up and uh just open it to people we've both been blessed very much in our lives uh with very loving families and and secure homes and um yeah, and very early on, it was just something that I saw my parents doing where we had, instead of bringing pets home, uh, we were bringing uh, kids home. Like, honestly, we had we saw kids that were from broken homes, and they needed a place to be, and uh, they my, my parents would allow them to stay at our home and uh, and be there for a while. And uh, so that was just really cool to see them help get some people back on their feet. And so that was just something that was always kind of in the back of our, our, our minds as something we wanted to do in our home. Um, once we were married. And so we started having kids. We had uh, uh, a son and a daughter. And and then all of a sudden there was like this season where uh, just everything we heard and everything that was on the radio, signs on walls and stuff, uh, it wasn't like, you know, God, you need to do this. But it was just all these things surrounding us. No burning us. bush or anything. No, like Yeah, no burning bush. Yeah. But it was just like all these conversations and things that were happening surrounded uh, foster care and adoption. And it was just something uh, that caught us off guard. But I think we kind of talked about it, put on the back burner. And it was just, you know, I remember one, one time there was a, it was on the radio advertising some uh, radio station I was listening to. And uh, they said, call this number. And, you know, if you're interested, just interested. So I was like, well, I'm interested. So why not, why not just take it to the next level? Let's just pursue what, 
what God's kind of put on our hearts and let's just see what comes of it. So, you know, we didn't have, we didn't sign any contracts or anything. Let's just see what it's about. And I think that's, that's the cool thing about how God often, often works and pushes us into things. It's just like, go see what it's about. Just go check it out, you know? And that's how F3 started. I'm getting into that. But anyway, getting back to this, uh, foster care thing we we ended up i came home told my wife hey i, I called the i ended up calling them without even talking to my wife about it but she's like you did what <laughs> so um yeah we had someone come to our house and share with us about it and we just kind of kept taking next steps and just kind of going through the paperwork and saying well it will be just at least we'll be just available at least we don't have to do this right now but maybe we can just open our home up or at least get the paperwork done in case this comes up or it's the right time or whatever and next thing you know, we're just, we're going through everything and uh, making ourselves available and, uh, and getting phone calls, you know, for, for placements of, of kids that need a home. And, uh, and through that, we ended up having, um, our first placement was a, a teenage daughter, a teenager with their um, three-year-old daughter. Um, and uh, Wow, that's challenging. It was, yeah, it was like, I mean, looking back on it, I can't, you know, you just can't believe that what you were willing to do or like on paper, it's like, what were we thinking? But it was just amazing looking back even now. Like those were some of the the, the coolest times in our life uh, where my wife and I were really just connected and we're like, we're on this mission together. And it's just, it was just cool to, to see us both just kind of open up and go for it and just kind of make it happen and make it work. So, uh, so yeah, we had, we had that. And then, I, oh man, I probably screwed up the order. I think we did uh, have another foster child before that. Um, there was a son, a boy that came with us uh, for a little while. And then we had uh, the mother and her daughter. So in our home at one point we had teenager and we had, I think a six, five, four and three year old at the time all together in one home. Wow. And it just sounds like craziness and it was, but you know, it was just cool to see looking back again, it wasn't as crazy as we remember it. It was just cool to see again, how God just gave us everything we needed for that moment. Like, I don't think, we, we, we took any huge classes or, or whatever. It was just God had prepped us for this moment, gave us everything we need in that moment, and uh, it was just neat to see. And so, uh, you know, the end of the story is that um, she ended up uh, moving out uh, well, like she moved out well, and she's married. She now has uh, three or four kids now, and we have a great relationship with her, and we ended up adopting the boy that, um, the boy that came with us. And so... Uh, we now have, uh, four children in our home. One of those is adopted and, uh, the, the other three are biological, but it's just awesome to see how God just worked in that and opened us up. And again, just provided everything we needed for that, for that season. It was something we kind of, oh, we're open to, but never thought we'd actually go for it and do it. And, uh, I think that's just, that's just the way it works. So yeah, like we're not, <laughs> we're not anything special. We just kind of opened it up. Uh, one of our favorite verses comes from Psalm 23 and it says, my cup runneth over. And that's just kind of been like our mentality. Like we've been given so much, um, that our cup, our cup runs over and we need to just open it up and share it and give it, you know, where, where there's need. So, uh, I just encourage if anybody's listening and thought about it, uh, I've, uh, you know, it's cool to hear that other F3 guys are doing the same thing yeah, like yeah. as we've been yeah. having our community of guys and opening up and sharing like, uh, to hear another guy has opened his home and uh, yeah, and the same thing and yeah. what he's dealing with too. He's dealing with similar things that we've dealt with and we can share those things together. You were a, yeah, you, you actually had inspired other people to do it too, right? Even before F3. 
were you involved in like yeah, helping we, other folks? Yeah, we shared. Yeah, and it's cool to see. Like, yeah, we shared our experience, and people see it on social media and stuff. What yeah. we've been through, and so people ask us questions about it. And we did the same thing when we were first interested. We we knew of some people that had done it in the past, and um, yeah, and just hearing other people's stories, like just what what they did, and you know how how things have worked out, and uh, it doesn't always end in 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 perfect green fields and everything wonderful. Um, sometimes it's just a really hard, hard, heartbreak and heartache. Um, but most of the people I've, I've talked to that have still experienced that said they would still do it anyway. Cause they knew it was what God called them to mm-hmm. do. And, and, uh, even in spite of the pain, it was the right thing and what they were supposed to do. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's cool to hear stories like that. And it was cool. I got to share a, a message one time at church and, um, my idea was to just pull all the, the different, uh, families that I'd heard had adopted and I found out there were so many more that had gotten involved in adoption and foster care and it was neat to hear all their stories and testimonies and just the similar things where God just kind of called them in a certain direction or um, at a certain timing and just put it on their hearts to pursue it and take the next step and next thing you know uh, you know they're changing lives of, of a child that that needed that needed home and so yeah it's just cool to hear all the stories and, and to, to be a part of one, too. It's just neat. Yeah, it's cool to hear your story. Can you yeah. say High Impact Man? He's definitely a High Impact Man. Yeah, and that was that's even before F3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool. F3 has yeah. just been an awesome, uh, awesome thing, man. I'm glad you guys are doing this and, and reaching out to people and hearing more stories. I want to hear more of what other guys have, have, have to share. Like I said, I mean, I don't, I don't feel like I'm any, anything different or special than anybody else, and anybody could have done the same thing, but I'm... I'm just excited to be able to share that story and encourage hopefully other guys to say, you know, I could do the same thing too, or I could do something else along those lines. There's a need for all kinds of homes too. Like in foster care, um, there's a thing where it's just like overnight stays where maybe a family needs just a weekend away that has uh, a foster child and they just need like a weekend. And so you open your home for a weekend. It's kind of like to get your foot wet into foster care and seeing what it's like. And uh, Is it hard to have a kid come to your house and forever, for however long it yeah. is, and then have them leave. It's hard. Yeah. 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 I mean, we had that initially before we were able to adopt. That was always a possibility, and that's that's the reality. Like, we're here to, our main mission is to see this child have a safe place while while their home situation is, is figured out. And if it doesn't figure, doesn't get figured out, then they can, they can stay, you know what I mean, and become a part of your family. So it is hard. That's always the reality, and it's, it's hard with visitations and things. You're definitely pulled in all kinds of directions, you know, wanting the best for this child and wanting, you know, families to figure things out and knowing that you don't have that kind of control. And a lot of it's beyond your control. And again, it just pulls you back to God and trusting that, you know, ultimately he knows what's best and and you can give what you can give in that time. And I've, you know, we've talked to other families that, you know, the child has been returned and it's, it's hard, it's hard. But yeah. that mentality of like the season that I have them, is the season that that God's given me to do what whatever I'm supposed to do. I think it's kind of with our kids too. Like, you know, they grow up, they're going to leave when they, they get to college or whatever. You have that season that they're yours, but they're always forever yours, even though. Yeah, so you haven't it. experienced that part yet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I have experienced it with all my kids. But dial up, you've experienced it with one. you got another one heading out. How are you yeah. feeling? It's, uh, you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, they're se- they're so sad as their kids get old and they head off to college or they're, you know, they're graduating high school, whatever it might be to, to me, I, I like, I miss those times, but 
to, I try and focus on the positive and the excitement that that new phase of their life has. And you, you continue to just get to see them blossom, uh, you know, in a in another setting and face challenges in a different setting. So, so far I've handled it really well, probably better than my wife. Cause she tends to focus a little bit more on the, the, the things that you don't get to enjoy anymore, you know, and the, 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 the last of uh, this and the last of that, where I tend to focus on the, the first of the new things that they get to experience. Well, I can only tell you that you're kind of lucky that you have what, three dogs now. Yes. Because when you have no dogs and your kids leave, guess who your wife nurtures? The dog. No, if you have no dogs, guess who she nurtures? But you have a dog now. Yeah, that's why. (laughs) (laughs) She needed something to nurture and I wasn't working out. (laughs) I'm beyond nurturing at this point, I guess. I don't know. So maybe that's why she's always suggesting that you you do F3 and you start a podcast. (laughs) Is it to to get you out of her Uh, hair that she doesn't have to nurture you then? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not even going to ask her that. So we won't go there. Um, she's nurturing the dog. Now this dog we have is like a little baby to her. So um, anyway, enough about dogs. <laughs> so, you know, speaking of marriages. Yeah. All right. So let's maybe go there with Salty next, right? Oh, okay. So, uh, so Salty, I know that, uh, you know, something that's really dear to your heart is, is marriage and relationships. Um, and, uh, you know, unfortunately the, ever-growing percentage of marriages that, you know, ultimately end in, in divorce. Mm. So um, just tell us a little bit about that passion of yours, um, mm. you know, in marriage ministry and just su- yeah. supporting couples in yeah. different ways. Oh boy. Good question. Yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah, obviously it's a, it's a huge, definitely a huge passion um, for me to see couples really thrive and grow. I think something that, that spurred that on is that I see, I, we experienced it, in our own marriage is that we've seen the growth that can happen when someone helps us along and like shows us how we can be better, better at this thing. I think you don't get too many classes on marriage. I mean, growing up, it's kind of like you get the Disney fairy tale where a prince meets princess and, uh, and then they were married and then it's happily ever after. But that's, that's, you know, that's not what life is really like. And life, life is uh, so much harder uh, in marriage. You know, we, we read a, a scripture verse in our, we have a couple study that we do on Wednesday nights now at the church. And one of them is that Paul reminds couples, he says, uh, if you're going to get married, it's going to be hard. Basically, he just flat out says like marriage is hard. It's going to, it's going to be hard work. If you choose to get married, you will experience trouble. Mm. And uh, that's a hard pill to swallow because you don't hear that. But I think, uh, I think that's the thing. Like a lot of people go into marriage with wrong expectations or, unrealistic expectations and we've gone into our marriage with unrealistic expectations and and now that we've seen what it's really is and what it really takes to have a good marriage we want to share that with other people and we've seen how the work that you put into your marriage really can oh man just set set your marriage like on an awesome course where you're you're clicking together you're encouraging each other uh you know you look forward to seeing each other uh there's a oneness there in in all areas it's just it's just cool to see. And, and it's, it'd be a shame for a gift that God has given to not be able to experience that. Like that's just the, that's the, the sad part about all of it is that the culture across the board is missing out on something that God made to be just incredible um, and a solution for our problem of, of needing companionship. And uh, so, yeah, that's just kind of where it comes from. But we've experienced so much even in the past couple of years um, 
you know, just going to some of these marriage conferences and reading some really amazing books just about what our responsibilities are. And all of them seem to point back to one place, and that's God's Word. And again, I'm not surprised by this, but God spells out so many things in His Word that just uh, direct us how we're supposed to live our life and how we're supposed to do marriage and how we're supposed to love our wives and how wives are supposed to give respect to their husbands. And that's something that I think many women don't understand is that that respect that they give their husbands can really just uh, invigorate them to really become the loving husbands that they desire them to be. And I think, you know, we get a lot of nagging, nagging wives. I think a lot of guys that sometimes share is that we, we hear this nagging, the wife that's nags. And it's like this mother figure that uh, talks over men. But and that's not respectful, but when a woman respects her husband and talks on the same level with them and encourages them, I think there's something that rises up in men that they want to lead. They want to be these leaders that we're trying to get in F3. We're trying to promote this leadership in the home and in the workplace. And I think we'll see that when, uh, when everybody's on the same page as to what God designed in marriage. So, uh, yeah, that's, those are just some of the thoughts that come to mind. But we just want to, a lot of it is just we just want to share this information. Like, if you have this this nugget of gold of information and people don't know about it. It's just like, it, it kind of just sets a fire inside you that you just want people to know. I think the same with like this F3 in general, like uh, a lot of guys that experience this and get to, to go to workouts and experience the community. Like, you know it, you experience it and you want other guys to know it. And it's hard to like tell them about it until they've experienced it, yeah. you know? And so I think that's a lot of the stuff with marriage. Like you hear about it and you're like, wow, if I, if I serve my wife, if I like, uh, you know, put her as the highest priority in things and and I'm willing to love her and do all these things that are loving toward her that she might actually respond more respectfully to me and the same with women like I think a lot of women um <laughs> they think that they uh you know they can't um that they have to nag and nag and not be respectful like they that if they would just give the respect even if it's not even earned like they would give unconditional respect to their husbands in the same way husbands give unconditional love that there would be this amazing change in their relationship. I think, again, if some people just, they hear about it, but if they'd actually put it into practice, uh, they would see drastic changes in their life. And I think the same is, like, it, it goes back to what we're talking about here on this podcast, is like F3. If you're not a part of F3, then you're, you don't know, you're missing out because there's this awesome thing that we're a part of and uh, you just got to give it a try. Like, try it out and yeah. give yeah, it some time. Yeah, you know, you're talking, and people out there need to know, an Italian job and uh, Tommy Boy, you guys, stuff worth trying podcast maybe you should have salty on because he created a channel in our slack called the m channel and he puts out inspiration and encouragement and and some convicting things about us as men and husbands and what we need to be doing i think didn't you do a uh, was it 30 days yeah it was the love dare there was love a movie dare, came yeah. out love dare so i was sending out love dare challenges throughout the there's just one season where we were sending them out every day or week or something and uh, yeah it was good it was just reminders for all of us and something that we could all kind of rally behind and say hey have you have you done this for your wife or have you, you know? Yeah, because, you know, I think if, if F3 is going to make us virtuous leaders, which is what the mission is, right? Then the first place we need, that needs to be evident mm. is in our marriage, mm. right? We talk about the concentrica. What's in the middle of the concentrica? Obviously, our creator is first, but our M is next, uh, our wives. And, uh, and if we're not seeing the impact uh, there, then we got to really question about what we're doing because uh, that's our goal. Our mission is to make virtuous leaders, and you're a virtuous leader. We got to see that you know it should show itself, should manifest itself 
in our marriages first and then, you know, our relationship with our 2.0s and so forth. So is there anything way um, F3, being part of F3, how has that impacted you as a leader uh, in, in your vocation, in, in your marriage, as a father? How is it, uh, you know, what, what effect does it have for you? Well, uh, like I said earlier, it's definitely taught me discipline and prioritizing. And um, what I've seen through through the workouts and stuff is that it's given me energy that I've needed for my kids, for my family, for my wife, uh, to have energy for her. You know, when it comes to the end of the day, you know, are you are you are you just done, or or is there stuff to still to give to your to your wife, energy wise? Um, you know, so that's one thing. Definitely, the workouts alone, just getting in shape. And, and being able to live live life and do the things that you've been called to do as a leader in your home and at work and other places. But if you're talking home, that's definitely a reality. Like your, your physical strength and energy uh, plays into what you're capable of doing as a leader in your home. So that's definitely one thing. And um, yeah, I had, I had the other thing written down here. <laughs> trying to think of Salty's getting old. He needs to refer know, right? to things written right. down now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I wanted to talk about the community of guys, like uh, just having a, a community of guys that you can you can talk to. Um, I think guy friends is is a thing that's that, again, our culture has just kind of lost, uh, lost that. And other than getting together to watch football games and stuff, but real guys that are just there to, uh, again, just be real with uh, to, to kind of pull down the, the curtain and uh, and let guys see what's really going on. I think that's really uh, important, I think, and guys need it because you can't you can't share every uh, guy thing with your wife. I think there's almost everything that you can share with your wife, but there's just certain things that you just need a guy to just get on you, either uh, encourage you or to just pick you up, you know, when you fall down, or just to kick you in the butt when you need a butt kicking. And yeah. uh, you know, it doesn't come from your wife. You want to sometimes you just need a guy to just kick you in the butt, and uh, and that's what it's been. It's been. It's been good to have that. Just guys to check in and kick you in the butt when you need it. That's awesome. Yeah. I, th- I think he gets it. Yeah. You know, and the love dare thing that he did, like it was a kick in the butt, I think, to oh, all yeah. of us. Yep. The accountability, you know, because it was getting sent out there every day and everyone was kind of responding with, yep, did it, did it, did it. Um, and it was it was cool that it, it got to where it wasn't that you just did it to kind of check it off the list. Like you generally wanted to to do whatever that challenge was for your wife that day. And, uh, you know, I think the, the really th- cool thing about it was that it wasn't like they weren't big things. They were just little things mm. each and every day, but it meant so much to your wife, even though she had no idea what we were, you know, she had no idea we were doing this or why. Yeah, we weren't we, supposed to let It was all top know. secret, yeah, right? They didn't right. know. Yeah. But, but the response that you got was like, wow, I never realized such little acts of kindness and love really meant that much to to my to my spouse and and the other guys shared the same that it meant a lot to their spouses as well so so thank you for the kick in the butt yeah that's what f3 is about that's yeah. right that's, <laughs> that's right, right. Yeah, that's we're right. here to kick each other's butt holding each other accountable right accountability uh, you're not going to find that in a lot of guys lives because of what you said you know that what nobody most people don't want to be held accountable um mm. the fitness is the draw you know uh but but have you eloquently stated the, the fellowship is is the glue that's really holds us together and and creates the 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 third f which is the dynamite right when we uh and it doesn't just necessarily have to be bible studies and things like that but uh, obviously getting out and helping in the community making yourself a better leader in the home 
uh, servant leader, you know, uh, who practices uh, virtuous leadership. And, you know, that's what that's the blessings, the benefits, the advantage that being part of F3 gives you. Uh, there probably are other ways that guys can get that, but uh, frankly, I haven't seen it uh, in my life, in other guys' lives and stuff, not like this. I, I think I had something like this. You would probably relate it a little bit to when you're in school, high school slash college, playing on sports teams and things like that. I mean, some of the guys that uh, that I hung out with in high school and, and even into college, uh, they knew the real me uh, for various reasons, but they knew the real me. And, uh, you know, you, those kind of relations kind of kind of wither for guys when they when they get out of college. And so F3's uh, been able to uh, give us that. And that's, you know, that's just an incredible thing. Well, by the way, I was on, speaking of... Um, having the energy because of the fitness. There's this little thing called the Blue Ridge Relay that we've been trying to recruit Salty to. Yeah, I, you know, I was just out on the Google Doc that we're, uh, you know, we're holding the signups on, and I just checked today, and I, I, I didn't see his name unless maybe he entered it this oh afternoon. Yeah, see, this is called an ambush right here. This yeah, is we're doing this on live on air. Yeah, so so we're putting them on the spot here. Yeah, and the podcast universe is waiting for your answer, Salty. I mean, you know, not to put you on the spot or anything, but. We're only, what, four guys away from having an all-Susquehanna Valley region team? Uh, we are at eight, so yes, we are only four away you from know, if having you, if an you, all-Susquehanna If you don't come and help team. us out, I'm going to have to run four or five legs, and I barely run three. Yeah, because we got to be done before dark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, one, we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Uh, We're working on it. Right. We're working on it. There's no hard commit here. There's a definite maybe. Definitely, maybe. Yeah. By the way, I got to tell you, I was on the Nantan call for the uh, Northeast sector today, and uh, Lowe's, who was our captain for the Blue Ridge Relay, relay team we were on uh, this past uh, race, it was dial-ups in our first time. Uh, each guy went around and kind of told them what's going on in their region, and, and Lowe's had to jump in and say, by the way, the other thing Susquehanna Valley is doing that's really cool is they're, they, they're getting pretty close to having their own team uh, from the Pennsylvania area, which would be a second team. Because we already have one team ready to go. So anyway, yeah, and Lowe's actually put me in contact today with uh, a uh, a gentleman. Freddie Mac is his name from F three Roanoke. So Ooh. apparently they have one full team as well, and uh, he he kind of put him in contact with us so that if they uh, start overflowing from that first team and get some additional folks signed up, they could actually join into our group because you know we kind of go rolling right by Roanoke on our way down to. To the BRR, so right. we can we can pick them up. They can hop in our white van, and off we go. But hopefully, we can get four more guys from yeah. What is the from our BRR region. for the listening audience? For the listening audience, it is the most pleasurable <laughs> four days that you can spend with a bunch of your F three brothers. Wait, we're going to Key um, West? What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Key West. No, so uh, so the BRR is I think it's two hundred and eight miles. Mm-hmm. All right, now you don't do this all at once unless you're completely insane. But uh, so so for us, you, you do it as a relay team. We did it with a group of twelve men last year. Uh, there was four of us from Susquehanna Valley, and then a group of guys from F three Princeton and F three Indian Valley. Yeah, um, and, 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 and Lehigh uh, Valley, right? Compass from down in Miami. Yeah, and Compass came up from Miami. That's right. And so it's a two hundred eight mile relay, and so you take turns running different distances, and the distances could be as short as three miles to ten miles or more. And uh, you run your leg, you hand off to the next guy, and you just keep doing that over and over. And uh, you ultimately, with a team of 12, each of us ran three different legs. 
uh, for a total of like anywhere from like 13 to 18 miles. Um, so it's a little hilly, isn't it? I think every leg is uphill, except for the one I ran. That was, yeah. that was about the only downhill leg there was. I, <laughs> I know my, <laughs> the only my, one I could accomplish. Yeah, I know my last leg was like a thousand feet of elevation gain yeah. and like just under two miles. It was like straight it's up. Not, it's not that bad, really. Yeah. But sounds uh, like a blast. <laughs> we'll give you all downhill legs if you sign up. So there yeah. you go. A little yeah. incentive. You heard it here first. Mm. Yeah, and, and the sleeping accommodations are excellent. So. <laughs> yes, you get Do to sleep. Explain those uh, sleeping accommodations for. Yeah, for, yeah, we had. He's so, turning this interview back on us. I think. Yeah, he did. He's he's an expert at that. He's good. Know, he's a pastor after all, preacher. You know, but anyway, yeah, we it's our first one, and uh, and uh, we finished our second leg, our overnight leg, and it was what like one or two in the morning, was, something yeah, like that. Something like that. Yeah, and it, it's at this fire hall, and it's a place where um, one van picks up where the other van ends. And so there's a lot of vans there and it's, they sell baked potatoes and have an opportunity to shower and stuff like that. Well, I brought my sleeping bag and uh, our van only held four guys. So two of us had to sleep outside and I said, no big deal. I got my sleeping bag and went out there with G Ray, G Ray, our guy from Susquehanna Valley. And he's like, you can't put that on the grass. The grass is all wet from dew. You'll, you'll be soaked. I'm like, what? And so we had to sleep on this asphalt sidewalk and it was freezing in the mountains of North Carolina, and I didn't sleep. I laid on this asphalt, so I got a bad back as it is. I had to take prednisone just to be able to complete the race. And, uh, yeah, so I, I, I really didn't sleep. I woke up. I won't tell you what I said because it was a little R-rated, but I, I, I woke up and looked up, and all the vans were gone except ours. I'm like, where'd all the bleeping vans go? <laughs> I hear this guy laughing next to me, and it was G-Ray. I didn't even know he was sleeping next to me, but, uh, but yeah. Sleeping combinations are great. What's really interesting is he took a picture of me. I didn't know this. And it was so cold, I didn't have a hat. So I had a, <laughs> a liner for my sleeping bag wrapped around my head. And uh, he takes a picture of me. Uh, and then he puts puts it on Slack for our, our guys back home to see. Well, one of our guys back here, Mater, who's going to run it this year, uh, he had a party at his house. And he was showing people the picture, and he's like, look, he didn't know it was me. He's like, look at this homeless guy they saw, you know, during their Blue Ridge Relay stuff. And his mother was like, oh, my God, that's horrible. Look at that poor guy. <laughs> it wasn't a homeless guy. It was our one and only D-Fib. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get back to the van. I'm like, you know, I'm 55 years old. I got a pretty good, darn, darn good job, and I'm sleeping on a sidewalk in the mountains of North Carolina freezing. So, anyway, it's really awesome, though, Salty. But you got to awesome. come and experience this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that is, see, there's, there's stories. But it's a memory. I mean, yeah. you'll never forget that. that. Right, I mean, absolutely. you guys continue to talk about it all the time. Yeah, 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 it's awesome. I want to do two a year. we got to find another one. You know, and the really cool thing about it, too, is, you know, you've talked about the brotherhood of F3. Yeah. You know, and that's, you're talking about it from the F3 Susquehanna Valley region, right? So you're that's talking right. about yeah, our brothers. Really you're talking about our brothers that show up, you know, a couple times a week right here in our in our own community. But what was really awesome about that was that F3 brotherhood that we got, you know, we, the three of us from our from our region here, we got in a van with three guys from Princeton. Yeah. That we had never met before. But we instantly had this connection and and, and brotherhood. Yeah, Dark Hole Mountie and the Turbinator. Yeah, the Turbinator. That's right. <laughs> Actually Cruiser. That's real name. Cruiser. We, we, I, I renamed him the yeah, Turbinator. We renamed him Terminator. Yeah. Uh but anyway, it was just so cool to see that that brotherhood like just instantly be there and like we we left that weekend like as like best friends. Yeah, you know, yeah, it was fantastic. And having been through something yeah. really, really difficult together. Yes, yeah, and that's the that's the the uh, the magic, I guess, of F three is when you are slogging through, 
you know, forget the BRR. You're just slogging through a, a morning workout in the gloom, through mud, rain, yeah, rain, rain. freezing cold, ice, mud. snow, heat, and you're doing it together. And every workout's hard. Uh, some are harder than others, but every workout's hard. For those of you who haven't experienced it, you can modify as you go. Everybody is welcome. It's open to all men. And we will take care of you if you come and you don't think you could keep up. Don't worry about that. But uh, uh, but there's something that happens when guys get together and do that kind of thing. The, the bonds of fellowship that are, that are created are just incredible. And you've spoken to that already. Yeah, it's something else. I mean, minus whatever degrees weather. I mean, I remember those. I'm, you remember the workouts that right. were the most stinky, sucky, <laughs> yeah. terrible. I mean, you just remember it. The rain, the freezing. But those are the, the memories that you remember and the bonds. Yeah. I, I don't know what to say. There's just something special that goes on there. I think that's that's across life. Like with the people that, that are there when everything hits the fan. Yeah. You remember those moments. Absolutely. And you remember those people. Yeah. And you know that they're the ones that are, are going to be there for the next one. Because there will be a next one. There will be a next one. The flux never stops. Keeps coming at us. Wow. That is well said. That's a pretty good ending. I, I agree. Well, folks, if you haven't realized it, what we just listened to is a story by a guy that is definitely a high-impact man, and uh, we are uh, just thrilled to be able to provide this forum for guys to come on here and tell their stories, because every guy has a story. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I would like to thank our guests for joining us and sharing their story of becoming a high-impact man. More information and resources can be found at highimpactman.com. If you like this podcast, please consider following us on our social media pages or email us at him at highimpactman.com. That is H-I-M at highimpactman.com. The High Impact Man podcast has a new episode every week, and you can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcast platforms. Have a great week, everyone.